To I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. Becoming a member on Patreon is the best way to help support I Love Old Time Radio. And if you pledge $6 or more a month, you get access to the Vintage Radio Club, which is an extra podcast a week with some longer productions. This past weekend, it was the Mercury Theater on the air with a gripping dramatization of a true story of a 19th century expedition to the North Pole and its terrible fate. It's called Hell on Ice, and if you want to hear more and help support I Love Old Time Radio, then visit vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Tuesdays are all about the adventures on My Friend Irma. This episode originally aired April 21st, 1953, with seven episodes missing since last week, and it is entitled Way to a Man's Heart. My Friend Irma. Created by Cy Howard, transcribed from Hollywood, and starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. I would like to recite a little poem inspired by my roommate. It goes like this. My name is Jane Stacy, and I'm very fond of my friend Irma, a cute little blonde. She's lovely and sweet and also so kind. In fact, I think she's the best you can find. There's just one thing missing. I'm afraid it's her mind. <laughs> he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. Irma, what are you doing? I'm trying to find out if Al loves me. You're supposed to do that with a daisy, not our new floor mop. <laughs> he ain't, I can't eat, I can't sleep, I can't think. Well, the first two I think we can cure. <laughs> no, Jane, I'm heading for a nervous breakdown. Last night I was so upset I couldn't sleep, so I put a hot water bottle at my feet. Did it help? Yes, I had the most wonderful dream. Yeah. Al and I had just gotten married and we were celebrating. I picked up a bottle of champagne and pulled the cork out. Yeah. And then suddenly I began swimming. <laughs> swimming? 
Yes, I pulled the cork out of the hot water bottle. <laughs> Jane, I'm just going to pieces. Oh, honey, if you could just make up your mind that Al is nothing. I tried, Jane, I tried. But he's so sweet. And last week he did get a job in the garage. And how long did he last on the job? Three hours. It was one hour. He accidentally locked himself in the washroom for two hours. <laughs> Irma, I have said this so many times, that man will give you nothing but trouble. What I'm telling you is for your own good, Irma. Oh, you're right, Jane. And I love you for it. You know, starting today, you're going to see a different Irma Peterson. From now on, I'm playing the field. That's my girl. If the fella happens to be on my right, I'll play right field. If he's on my left, I'll play left field. Now you're talking. And if he's small, I'll play shortstop. <laughs> yes, the old Irma's gone. There's a new Irma that will sweep across the world like a swarm of locusts. The letter IP don't stand for Irma Peterson anymore. They stand for irresistible plague. <laughs> Come in. Hiya, Jane. Hi, Al. Hello, chicken. What's the matter? Chicken, can't you talk? Well, say hello, chicken. Pheasant. Chicken and pheasant? I think I'd better get out of here before somebody lays an egg. <laughs> Irma, the word is peasant. Hey, Jane, what's the matter with her? Jane, tell him Irma Peterson is dead. Al, she's dead. <laughs> well, I always knew part of her was. <laughs> but I was always happy with what was left. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? I'm away for a week working like a horse and I come back... Working? And... Yeah. Well, where... The same place I worked last week. But a I blue thought... star garage. But I thought you quit after the first day. I did, but then I went right back again. You went back to work? Well, you got it, Jane. You see, a job is like falling off a horse. You got to get right back on again, or you'll be terrified for life. <laughs> oh, Al, you poor soul. Uh, may I get you something to eat? Boy, I could use some good food. There's a little restaurant across the street from us, but I'm kind of suspicious about the chef. He buys eight quarts of oil from us every day. Yeah? What's wrong with that? He ain't got a car. <laughs> and I can swear I had some waffles that were recapped. I'll be right back, Al. Jane, keep my lover boy happy. Oh, certainly. I'll, I'll do some card tricks or something. Well, so you're really planning to keep this job, Al, huh? Yeah, Jane, I'm through with bumming around. You know, a man has got to settle down and have a home. A wife, some kids, medical expenses, anything you can write off. <laughs> sure, otherwise you're a dead duck. I wonder where chicken is with the food. I'll go and see. You stretch out, Al. Take off your shoes. Make yourself comfortable. Working man. How are you coming along, Cookie? Oh, it's practically ready. Oh, Jane, isn't it wonderful Al's working? The word is startling. 
<laughs> you know, Irma, he's talking about settling down. Marriage. Oh, Jane, my dreams are coming true. Just think, maybe next year I'll have a baby. Hmm? Yeah. I, I think I'll have a boy. The way the prices are going up at the beauty parlor, it would be a smart move. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And then I'll get a dog. Yeah, really? Any special breed? Well, I was thinking of getting a water spaniel. Then on hot days, it could keep the baby cool. You know, bring him water when he's thirsty. <laughs> you know, this is just simply fascinating, but the man of your dreams is in the next room starving. Oh, yes. Well, help me with this tray, Jane. All right, honey. Hey, this looks pretty good. Here you are, Al, my darling. Something I whipped up. A tomato surprise. Uh, Jane, give him a napkin. A napkin? Are we expecting company? <laughs> oh, come now, Al. You're a working man now. You may have to adopt some civil customs like napkins. Wearing your shoes at formal affairs. <laughs> and entering rooms through the door. I don't know if I'm going to like this new life. But when a man thinks of settling down... Oh, Al, do you really mean it? Of course I mean it, chicken. Oh, uh, excuse me. I want to try this tomato surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I was telling Gene, there's nothing like, uh... Like, uh... Yes? Al, what's the matter with you? Al, you're pale. (laughs) Al, don't talk to us. I... I gotta go, Jane. Go? Yeah, I... I just remembered. I got a four o'clock appointment on... on 12th Street. Yeah, but that's only ten minutes by subway. You've got a whole two hours. I'll walk. (laughs) Bye. Al! Al! Jane, why did he leave? I don't know. He started talking about marriage. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he thought we were pressing him too much. Did you notice how pale he got? Oh, well, it's the same old Al. (laughs) Do you mind if I finish this tomato surprise so it won't be a total loss, honey? No, of course not. Thanks. Looks good. It's delicious. What did you put in? Mm. Oh. Help. Oh. I've been poisoned. What? Irma Peterson, what did you put in that tomato surprise? Well, I only put in what the recipe called for. Recipe? Yes, in the magazine. You know, Better Homes and Gardens. Better Homes and Gardens? <laughs> this would kill any rose bush that ever lived. Oh, you get it. I'm going to the kitchen to see what you put in that. Come in. Uh, if you don't mind, it's me, Maestro Wanderkin. Hello, Irma, darling. What's new? Maestro, you're a man who appreciates food. What they call in France a constant sewer. Well, I'm a darling. You mean you mean a connoisseur? Yes, yes. I admit I'm an expert on food. In fact, on my last concert tour, I tasted almost every variety of food that existed. You did? Yeah. They didn't like the way I played and what they threw from the balcony. Well, <laughs> but, uh, tell me, Emma, what uh, what did you want to know? Well, Al was just here. We were talking of marriage, and suddenly he ran out. I think maybe there might be something wrong with the tomato surprise I made. Would you Would you please taste it? I'll be glad to. Well, uh, what do you th- What do you What do you think, Professor? Standing back of me, Emma. Why? <laughs> 
this thing must explode. And then... <laughs> Only the most important ingredient. What? Penicillin. You think that's what made Al run out? He ran out? Uh, uh, it's so wonderful to be young. I can't even get up. Hello, Maestro. Maestro, you didn't eat any of that stuffed tomato, did you? Janie, darling, take that tomato and throw it out the window or you'll be arrested for possessing deadly weapons. Irma Peterson, do you know what you put in that salad? Yes, that stuff in the little can marks celery seasoning. Celery seasoning. Irma, I told you a million times, celery begins with a C. That was kerosene. <laughs> then what have I been putting in the little lamp? I don't know, but every time you light it, I want to eat it. <laughs> so that's what made Al run. Roughly, I would say so. Just when I had him on the verge of proposing. Oh, Cookie, I'm sorry, but I have no sympathy for you. You're a big girl, and every time you walk into the kitchen, you make it a, a torture chamber. Why, my darling, you've you got to do something about this. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach, but you make it a perilous journey. <laughs> Come in. Hello, girls. Hi, Mrs. O'Reilly. Irma, darling, you're crying. What's wrong, dearie? Al's been working a week, and he was just here talking about marriage when out of the clear blue, he tasted Irma's cooking. What did he do? He blew. <laughs> he didn't even taste the tuna fish salad. Well, it looks all right to me. Now, there's no harm in trying one little bite. There. Ow! <laughs> I'm on fire. You still don't look so hot to me. Oh, be still, or I'll clout you. Irma, how much pepper did you put in that salad? Well, I wasn't sure whether the recipe called for a pinch of pepper and a cup of mayonnaise or the other way around. You must have taken the other way around. Because the tuna keeps trying to leap out of the plate. Dear, I'm burning up. Well, so stop complaining. Not many women of your age can make that statement. Is that so? I'll have you know I don't need any pepper to stimulate me. on all burners and in many places I'm considered quite a dish. Well, uh, that's only because there are some men who are still willing to take pot luck. Why, oh, you old hound dog, you between the two of you, I've got my own troubles. How am I going to get Al back? Irma, darling, if it's your cooking standing in the way of getting married, why don't you take a course in it? Oh, I've been asking her for years to go to Pierre's on 78th Street. Yes, Irma, darling, for the sake of humanity, please do it. Gee, I think I will. I'm going over and register for three nights a week. <laughs> Having trouble again, Miss Peterson? Yes, every time I try to fold the egg, the shell breaks. <laughs> Miss Peterson, please give up. You have become...
coming here for three nights now. You have burned through five pots, and you still haven't learned to boil water. Oh, but I must learn to cook so the man I love will marry me. Isn't there some way I can reach his heart through his stomach? Yes. Take a knife and stab him. <laughs> you suffer less. Oh, no, Mr. Pierre, I can't give up. I'll master the art of cooking if it kills me. Now, where's that recipe I'm working on? I'm... Oh, here it is. Um, uh, oh, uh, Mr. Pierre, do you have a bathtub? A bathtub? <laughs> yes. I, I want to fill it with water and hold some potatoes under it for a few minutes. What are you talking about? Well, it says so in the recipe. Where? There. That says brown the potatoes. Oh, I thought it said drown the potatoes. cooking lessons for three nights now, and what I have been through, you will never know. Right now, she's up to lesson number six, the art of whipping cream. You should see that kid whip. When she whips cream, brother, it flies in all directions. Would you believe it? We have the only moose head in the country with snow on its antlers. <laughs> Irma, how are you coming along? Oh, just wonderfully. You know, yesterday my cooking instructor paid me a compliment. He did? Yes. I made a crepe Suzette, and he was so pleased. He said he'd like to save the crepe and hang it on my door someday. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful that things like that never make me swell-headed? <laughs> yes, yes. It's delightful. I'll see you when I get back from work, Cookie. Hello. Oh, hello, Richard. It's for me, Irma. You better get on to the office, honey. All right, bye. Hello, honey. You were saying? Uh, just checking, Jane. Did you order flowers for the lunch in the club is giving Mother today? Oh, yes, Richard. I took care of everything. Uh, the Westbrook caterers will have the food there in good time. And the string quartet is engaged, and I'll check on the decorations. I'll get back to the office as soon as I'm through there. No, that won't be necessary. I want you to wait at the club and have lunch with us, and I'd like you to sit next to Mother. Oh, gee, I'd love to. By the way, this Westbrook caterers outfit you mentioned, are they capable? Well, they served the Shah of Madpur and his harem of 32 wives when he was here. Was the Shah pleased with the food? I think so. He wanted to swap all 32 of them for their first and second chef. <laughs> Bye, dear. I'll see you later. Miss Peterson. Yes? Now, look, we've got a great deal of work to get out, but I'm not going to have time to go out for lunch. Yes, sir. So go down to the corner and get me a chef's salad without mayonnaise and a cup of coffee, no cream, two lumps of sugar. Got it. What do I want? A chef's salad with two lumps of sugar and a cup of coffee with no mayonnaise. <laughs> Miss Peterson, concentrate. Chef's salad... No mayonnaise. Chef salad, no mayonnaise. Black coffee, two lumps. Black coffee, two lumps. Now put them together and what have you got? A black salad with two chefs. <laughs> Bring me a corned beef sandwich and get out of here. Well, really, miss, we take a great deal of pride in our salads and I think that you have... I know, but, but I've been going to cooking school and I want to surprise my boss... 
So uh, I'd like to make the uh, the salad dressing. But, miss... Now, please don't watch me. That's how great ideas get stolen. Now, let's see. Uh, mayonnaise, ketchup, salt. Mm. Gosh, your label on this bottle is torn. Does it say pimento or paint remover? <laughs> oh, well, here goes. <laughs> I'm Dr. Brownell. Where's the patient? Oh, in that office. On the couch. I can't understand it. He was eating the salad I made him, and all of a sudden... We'll see. We'll he... see. <laughs> yes, doctor? Uh, are you Miss Peterson? Yes, sir. I have a message from Mr. Clive. Oh, what is it? You are fired. <laughs> What are you doing here? Uh, oh, Richard, I hope you don't mind my barging into your office. But I've been fired again, and I'd like to see Jane. Well, she's out right now, and she won't be back for a while. As a matter of fact, I have to leave, too. Why don't you wait here until we get back? No, I think I'll go home and jump out the window. Oh, now, Irma, things can't be that bad. Remember, every cloud has a silver lining. My life is ruined, and you're giving me the weather report. <laughs> Now, now, nothing could be that bad. Just keep your mind off your troubles. How can I? Keep busy. My receptionist is going out to lunch. Now, why don't you stay here and take phone calls until she gets back, and Jane and I will be back shortly. All right. Gee, it's sweet of you to try and help me, Richard. I'm glad to. But, Irma, please, just answer the phone. Don't give out any information like you did last week. What did I do last week? Can't you remember? There's a stock call Katie preferred, and one of my clients called up and asked if he should hold Katie, and you said it was all right if his wife wasn't watching. Did she get a divorce? Goodbye, Irma. Golly, everything is going against me. Hello? Who? Westbrook Caterers? No, Miss Stacy isn't in. I... Can I help? What? Oh, I tell her your cook left, and you can't find anyone to make the luncheon. Oh, that's too... Wait a minute. I'm a cook. Yes, yes, I've had training. Oh, what's the address? Oh, I see. Okay, I'll hurry right over by. Gee, my big chance. Now I can show them all. I know, I'll make them uh, southern fried chicken French style, what they call all rotten. <laughs> These are but a few of the reasons why we honor Mrs. Rhinelander at this charming luncheon. Oh. oh, wasn't that a beautiful speech, Mrs. Rhinelander? Oh, Jane, I'm simply overwhelmed. It's all so thrilling, so beautifully done. And the decorations. Well, no wonder Richard says you're so clever. Thank you. I do wish the caterer would arrive. They promised to be here on time, you know. Oh, excuse me. Richard seems to be trying to get my attention. Excuse Will you, me? Yes, you go right ahead, my dear. Yes, Richard? Irma's on the phone. You can take the call in the patio. Irma? Well, thanks. All right, I'll be right back. Hello? Hello, Jane. Guess what? I know. Richard told me you were fired again. Well, don't take it too hard, honey. Oh, oh that's not what I called. I got another job. That's wonderful. Where? Well, my 
going to cooking school finally paid off, I am now working at the Westbrook Caters. The what? The Westbrook Caters. Oh, no. No, i got to work fast. They're starting to serve. Richard! Richard! Jane, what's the matter? You're pale. Richard, excuse my screaming, but this is a matter of life or death. What is it? Irma is working for the Westbrook Caterers, the people who are supposed to serve this luncheon. Oh, my goodness. This is mass murder. <laughs> well, uh, what can we do? You've got to take these people somewhere. You can't let them taste the food. I wouldn't think of it, but where? What? Take them someplace. But what excuse? I don't know. I don't know. Take them... Take them... Take them to the Golden Horseshoe. Tell them it's your mother's 50th anniversary. But mother's only been married 35 years. Say she's impatient. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Richard. I'm, I'm too confused to think, but you've got to get these people out of here regardless of what it costs. Tomaine Irma is on the march. All right, I'll think of something. Uh, folks, uh, folks, I know this may come to you a bit suddenly, but I've planned a little surprise. We're all going to the Golden Horseshoe for lunch because that is where Mother first met Dad. But, Richard, I met your father at Fu Chow Fu Restaurant. I know, Mother, but Chinese food doesn't agree with you. Uh, Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll all go over there, we shall continue with the luncheon. Thank you. Oh, Richard, you did it. You did it badly, but you did it. When I get my hands on that Irma Peterson... This is going to cost $18,000... But it's an act of mercy. Hello? Jane, why'd you hang up on me so suddenly? Irma Peterson, how could you have done this? How could you have had the nerve to take a job at the Westbrook Caterers? Well, I didn't see how it could hurt anybody. What do you mean? I'm just washing dishes. friend Irma came to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Three days of cooking class and still can't boil water. I got nothing to say on that one. So we didn't have our usual interruption by Professor Kropotkin. Instead, we have a new neighbor, Maestro Wanderkin, who happens to be the professor's cousin. Hans Conrad, who plays the professor, left to go into a Broadway musical, according to the Chicago Tribune of March 2nd, 1953, which is available online at newspapers.com. And after doing a little research, found out that Conrad made his Broadway debut in the musical Can Can, where he played Forrest. Kenny Delmar replaced Conrad on both My Friend Irma and briefly on Life with Luigi as Schultz. Delmar created a character called Senator Beauregard Claiborne on Fred Allen's radio program, Allen's Alley, and played that character in a theatrical feature film called It's a Joke, Son, in 1947. His stock expression, That's a Joke, Son, was for many years one of the nation's pet phrases, mimicked by children and businessmen alike. Senator Claiborne inspired another character, and that would be the Looney Tunes character of Foghorn Leghorn. Delmar also played a role in the 1938 radio drama The War of the Worlds as Captain Lansing, the National Guardsman, who collapsed in terror when confronted by the Martian invaders, although he is also noted for his address to the citizens of the nation as Secretary of the Interior. And if you want to join us Wednesday, October 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, you can hear him as we will be doing a live broadcast of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. So if you would like to join us this year, make sure you like our Facebook page. That way you'll be notified when we go live. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we join Detective Danny Clover in Broadway Is My Beat. And join us again next Tuesday for some more of my friend Irma. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.